0: Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Irman Ki Baath, episode 3, part 2, with me, Jalaj. On this episode, we were joined by Professor Madhavi Mehta. We discussed a little about Dr. Kurian, a little about glass ceilings, a little about OBHR as a discipline. And that's about it. I hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned. I think now you're among the few last members. Yes. Yes to have actually met with uh, Dr. Kurian. Yes. Do you remember anything from your first meeting? And uh, then I'll leave the floor open for you to discuss anything that you want uh, that circumnavigates Dr. Kurian. Okay.
1: Um, In the first meeting happened uh, sometime, I think in 2003 or four. So I had joined, I mean, you know, face-to-face meeting. Yeah. Otherwise, well, Dr. Korean would mean, well, you know, if you have a meeting with him or even if you are going to a group meeting which he is going to address. So th- those meetings, you know, there had been several. You had to be there dot on time. Okay. So I think, you know, my lessons in punctuality, uh, you know, you know where they have come from and uh, but so that this was the uh, first one-on-one meeting so we were preparing for our silver jubilee symposium and uh, so we had this uh, souvenir committee and i was the convener of that committee and uh, so souvenir basically was like a coffee table book on you know irma's uh, journey of those 25 years right? and so I had gone through you know, um, uh, you know some of Irma's history the then editor was also helping me put together things and based on that I had actually gone to Rajubai to you know identify if there are you know what kind of photographs should actually go into this book right And, uh, you know, one of the book, I mean, one of the photographs, and I I was also captioning those photographs. One of the photographs was captioned wrongly and Anand Press was printing this, coffee table book for us. And we got a few samples and that's where, you know, um, we went to Dr. Kurian, I went to, and I, as the convener of that committee, you know, um, had the, you know, major responsibility. So anything that went wrong, it, uh, you know, had to be me, you know, uh, responsible for that. And somehow I, you know, I had captioned it wrongly because this was a black and white photograph. So you can imagine, you know, the era uh, in which it was uh, captured. And this was when, you know, the Irma campus you know, was still being constructed, you know. So that was the time when this picture was clicked, and I somehow, you know, uh, captioned it wrongly in terms of the people who were you know, looking at the model, and uh, the books are printed, and we have taken those few initial copies to Dr. Kurian, and so he, you know was very, very particular about everything. You know, so that eye for detail is something that he you know, um, had it. You know, you uh, won't believe, but uh, in the auditorium, there are several you know, um, lamps. And so each lamp will have several bulbs in it. He'll be able to, and he will surely point out, if even if one of those bulbs is not working, So that is the kind of eye for detail that he had. And so he was going through, you know, the book page by page. And he saw this caption and he said, well, this is wrong. This person is not so, and so it is instead this, and it can't go like this. So what are we going to do? But, you know, he was never harsh, you know, in his conversation. He said, okay, let's call, uh, yeah, uh, Brother Abriel, the person who was managing Animpress at that time. So Brother Abriel and his team arrived immediately because Dr. Kurian yeah, uh, called them. Then they said, okay, fine. Yeah. They came up with a solution to this, yeah. how they're going to rectify this. And so they did that. But so that was my first meeting with Dr. Kurian. And until then, I think all that I had heard about him, I was really worried as to what's going to happen to me because you know, this, you know, it's it's a huge function, larger five
0: person also uh, that you're interacting with, like uh, yeah, yes. All.
1: And I was too young. I mean, you can you know, two
0: thousand three, four.
1: So. Yeah. But yeah, so that is what has been my uh, you know first uh, you know one-on-one kind of uh, interaction with Dr. Kurian, and he you know he and his you know uh, team. In fact, they told me that you know mistakes happen. Yeah. Only if you work, mistakes happen. Okay. If you don't work, mistakes don't happen. So that that's absolutely
0: fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about that every time I uh, misfire in my academic uh, performance now. (laughs) Sure. But then I think I must also tell you that there is a difference between mistake
1: and mischief. That also is something that uh, (laughs) Dr. Kurian would uh, (laughs) tell us. Fair enough. Mistake is something that happens for the first time. If it gets repeated, it's no mistake. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: Kids, right. these days will find ways to justify it and be like, this is a mistake for the first time in this subject. <laughs> 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 I know. Okay. Well, um, okay. I think I back. also
1: had a few other interactions with uh, Dr. Kurian. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, one of those was at one of my first batches. And I was teaching them, you know, I had offered an option on HLD. Right. And at that time also the, you know, PRM, you know, the course structure was said that they had six classroom terms, So this course happened to be coming in the last term. You know, that's where, you know, mostly you'll have your optionals, uh, you know, um, offered largely in the last term. And so this course was also offered in the last term. And, uh, you know, you have several evaluation components. So it was one one of those uh, evaluation components was an assignment a group assignment and that uh, you know um, participants were uh, allowed to choose their own topic so far as it is about you know, um, developing people in organizations uh, you know they could do that so there were uh, there was this uh, group of participants two participants and who had worked on a certain topic now hrm i can understand you know, why you had put uh, you know hrm or you know so hrm and hrd there are you know um, few overlaps and that's where uh, you know this group had selected a topic on which another group had already done an assignment you know for their hrm course and uh, Somehow, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> we didn't have the students having their own laptops, you know, those days. Sure. And so there was a computer lab and the students would be working there. So you're working uh, you know, uh, in a common space and the printers are also there. So you would take a, you know, your printouts, assignment printouts there. And so it happened so that the group that had done this assignment in the, you know, HRM course, One of the group members was there when, you know, this new group from the sixth term was printing that assignment. And so that participant happened to see that. And so then I, you know, uh, that person, you know, uh, complained to me and I checked with the then HRM faculty and I compared, I said, okay, fine. This is, I mean, you know, I think plagiarism is an understatement for that,
0: so. (laughs) Outright blast, I
1: mean. So, yeah. So, so, uh, this was then taken to the PRM coordinator. Those days we used to have coordinators, not chairs. Right. And so then um, the students were called. They did not admit. And uh, the matter went to the chairman. That was, I think, one of the first uh, interactions that... uh, I had with uh, Dr. Kurian, so integrity was the value that you know uh, Dr. Kurian held. At you know, if you were to talk about a value system or a ladder, I think integrity was you know the base or the top, whatever is the most important uh, you know, position there for him. And so that that's where those uh, you know. Um, two students um, had a little uh, difficult times, but I think, yes, those times I'm sure are behind them and behind all of us now. But well, so the point is that, you know, the most important value that Dr. Kurian cherished and he also liked people around him and those in the institutions that he created. uh, So people in those institutions, he would like In fact, he would expect that everybody, you know, um, cherishes and practices integrity.
0: Right. Uh, Pivoting to a slightly different conversation here, I would want to know if in your entire career, uh, which spans across decades, have you encountered uh, incidents of, you know, discrimination, uh, let's say glass ceilings or maybe even glass, clips, for that matter. Uh, If so, how do you navigate through that? And uh, if there's anything in store for our listeners to take away from that?
1: And for me, I think, you know, I have always held administrative positions at IRMA. Right from my first year. Right. And so in that sense, I think I haven't really... uh, experienced that uh, glass ceiling, partly because, as you said, you know, I wouldn't really mind calling the spade a spade. And uh, when it comes to a commitment to work, I, I, I think, you know, um, the decision makers have uh, you know, that, that uh, they were convinced that, well, I would not really you know, um, Step back or you know assignments so that was not the case I mean I have not really experienced that I was placement chair for PRM 23 and I had uh, you know uh, PRM 19 was my first convocation I have held uh, alumni uh, you know um, coordinatorship for six long years even um, when there was change of uh, guard at the top and that Irma was going through little uh, troubled times when the alumni association was to be revived I was the you know um, alumni coordinator. I think I have never uh, you know had that kind of an experience in terms of those official responsibilities not coming to me just because I am a woman. I think I I must also thank that the then directors recognized that uh, I could do it and I was given uh, those responsibilities. But having said that, I must also say that uh, oftentimes the points that you make even if your colleagues and men at that, when they make the same points, they get heard, but uh, you don't get heard just because you are a woman. And I, I, I don't think it is an institutional thing. I think it is more of you know an individual's tendency and uh, well, probably the kind of society that we have been, you know, people think that, well, women are not capable of uh, you know, uh, taking rational decisions. Or, uh, and, and, and so probably we, we don't really listen to them. Rather, I think, you know, the contents of the you know, um, communication from men whether, you know, younger to those women colleagues or older to those women colleagues. But they are, you know, there are times when this is done. And I, you know, um, for the kind of person that I am, I think I would simply point it out. That, you know, this was the same thing that I had also communicated.
0: Right. Uh, I'll quickly go back to OBHR and this long standing Notion that A, OBHR is boring, B, uh, you know, the pop cultural portrayal of, let's say, an HR person, uh, be it in films, be it in stand up comics, uh, scripts, or whatever, uh, you know, what do they do? They organize picnics, they do rangolis, and that's how the sort of uh, perception around that ecosystem has uh, uh, become. What's your take on that? Like, how do you uh, sort of put up a case against these, uh, you know, sort of perceptions?
1: HRD, you know, you just got to ask yourself this one simple question. What makes people grow? What makes people develop? And when it comes to developing their competences, anything and everything that can actually make it happen is what HRD is all about. Yeah. So I I don't really agree with those notions and then you know, uh, calling word, them HRD. What? But then, you know, Jalaj, it is these very people, you know, after a couple of years and why a couple of years, maybe, you know, a year or so into their career, after graduating, when they come back, they say that, ma'am, now we realize how important it was to study this, because see, you know, whatever functional area you, you know, get into, Jalaj, it is ultimately that you are going to manage people whether you are heading the marketing team or you are heading the operations or you're heading the entire you know, um, business unit, it's ultimately people that you're going to be managing. And so unless and until you can work with people, you will not really be able to manage and so you know, uh, perform well. So I think you know this idea is what really keeps me going that ultimately you know irrespective of irrespective that, of whatever uh, work you do right. yeah ultimately it's going to be managing people
0: i think that reminds me of like this uh, anecdote uh, from i think sp jen's uh, dean uh, miss karmath uh, she was being interviewed by one of these uh nba mystical websites and uh, she happened to say that uh, you know no problem in life is going to come to you as a defined hr problem or an or problem uh, it's only when the problem is there you sort of find out what all needs to be done without getting into the functional areas that you've been traditionally conditionally uh, conditioned to uh, you know like once at a time so i think it it's a very sweet way in which you uh, uh, sort of put up the guard uh, for obhr in a sense and said why is it important because you know you are not going to be Uh, classifying your life problems as and when you progress into your career. So I think, uh, thanks for that wonderful insight. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Madhavi ma'am, for joining me on this episode and uh, sharing your, uh, you know, life experiences so candidly with us. I really appreciate that and uh, leave the floor open for you in case you have any final parting words. Well, I, I think I
1: really enjoyed this conversation. And, uh, you know, uh, I would really like the listeners to only pick up the good ideas. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thank you so much.